welcome to the Com Majors Podcast. I'm Brian Costello, and joining me, as always, is my fellow Com Major, Jim DeSanto. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Brian? Uh, today, we'll be exploring the Ben Stiller comedy, There's Something About Mary. But before we get to that, as always, our most pressing question of any episode, Jim, what are we drinking this week? Today, I am going with the E.H. Taylor uh, small batch bourbon. Excellent. Uh, it's getting to the bottom there. So um, it was a gift from the Curran crew, uh, Jerry and Lisa Curran, for my birthday. So now I, I don't know much about this, but I have some you know, friend up here who, who drinks bourbon, Wixie and stuff. Sometimes they pour like the last little bit. Do you pour the last little bit of each bottle into something? Are you I, into that I have whole not, scene? I have not done that, but uh, I guess I could. Keenan did give me a stormtrooper uh, decanter for my birthday. Okay. So, But uh, that's something that's done, right? Mm-hmm. I see. I never leave anything in any alcohol. I think they call it an so infinity an bottle issue. or something. Yes infinity war yeah. what if you start right now and create an infinity <laughs> bottle and then we will drink the entire fi- infinity bottle as we watch the next infinity war film all right done. that is an that is an episode done right there. done done excellent uh, katie is drinking the vodka <laughs> oh do you who you well she's the only one in the house that drink vodka because you've already yeah. established that you think it's the most worthless liquor in I the d- world it's just boring that doesn't right. really have any character you need to bring something to the table with it yeah you need a mixer right yeah, absolutely okay. uh I'm what do you going got a little bit i'm a little different today i have a cold so hopefully it sounds okay uh so i did not feel like drinking beer so instead i am drinking uh jameson's irish whiskey uh, <laughs> whiskey is pretty much the only thing i drink other than beer i have no divert un- i i am not very um diversified in my alcohol consumption any right, longer. Right, right. And this is the Castmates IPA edition. So it, it's, it's How fantastic. Is that? No, it's actually, it's very good. Um, you know, just for a little bit at a time. So um, I drink mine. I have, uh, I got the big, huge ice cubes. My wife was nice to get me one of those big ones, which I like. And because I'm not feeling so great, uh, I, I have some ginger right. ale that I'll be drinking as well. <laughs> so there get, we go. Let's get that. into it. All right. So let's get into it. We're going to do fact checks first. A couple of things from our last episode uh, on Jurassic Park uh, that we wanted to talk about. First of all, some of you might have seen oh. on social media. Within Jurassic Park episode, I uh, took to task the DC Comics universe, uh, uh, but I just wanted to say I am promoting still my love for the actual DC Comics. I'm wearing my Adam West uh, inspired Batman T-shirt, and I talked about this in the last episode. I went and found a picture, and it'll be up on social media, of all the DC action figures in the Hall of Justice that I used to play with as a child. That uh, Hall so some- of Justice looks like something someone in your family made for you. No, no, no. This is actually not my picture. I found oh. this online. So this was a legitimate This was a legitimate toy. Uh, I'm really hoping it maybe gets on that Netflix show, The Toys That Made Us. Did yeah, you have yeah, you ever yeah. seen Great, fantastic show if you've never seen it. But that is it. And maybe some of you will watch it and will know. And I, we actually had the entire Justice League in the Costello house. I, uh, <laughs> Batman, Batman and Robin were mine. And my brother Sean had Superman and Aquaman. And then we kind of shared some of the others. And my brother, Kevin, was much younger, so he wasn't even around when this Not was done. But it's, 
awesome, awesome toy. I, I actually asked my mom um, if we still had it somewhere in the garage, and I don't think so. I think it's gone, but uh, that will be up on social media for you. And So I am not a DC hater. I have not got on any bomb threats or anything from DC people yet in regards to that. Now, we had some homework, and my guess is Jim did not I did do not his homework because Jim was never really good at doing homework, which is why he was a comm major. But let me uh, he tell was you. supposed to play guitar and get the water to ripple. I'm, and it didn't happen. I played guitar today, uh-huh. um, and I'm sure that I played loud enough to make the whiskey ripple or the, the water ripple. So I can confirm, much like I've done my homework in the past, that, yeah, we're good. We're good. We can you make can't it. Con- you really can't confirm I can, anything. I, I, can. I, I almost bought a guitar today because I knew you wouldn't do it, and I was going to that and that committee. You could have reminded me. I did my homework, which is I attempted to drive around town You're rocking out to Earth, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And let me report, it, it does not work. Uh, but I have compiled a list of four or five songs that if you choose to rock out to an adult contemporary vibe in your car, might get you a, um, gl- a water rippling effect. So you- uh, first, first song, Highway to the Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins from the Tom, uh, Top Gun soundtrack. Fantastic song. Uh, second, Power of Love, Huey Lewis huge, in the News. Huge, huge. Huge song. And well, you Back can, to you the can, Future? Yeah, Back to the Future. You can rock out to that yes. song. You yeah, can you rock out. Uh, number three, uh, and I actually tested number three and four today in an after-school dance party with my children, an 80s-inspired dance party. Uh, Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. Fantastic. A song that used to be played by Pale Reason is one of their cover songs. <laughs> Casey's Bar. Uh, And the final, probably best, the one I was rocking out to before tonight's episode, uh, which people don't get to see except for Jim, uh, is Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. You probably don't Uh, even know that that is like a meme, do you? The Rick Roll. Yeah, oh, you actually are aware of the Rick Roll. Yes, I am aware of the Rick Roll. (laughs) And I am also also aware that it is a joke in the Bumblebee trailer that is coming out. If anybody has seen the Bumblebee Transformer, (laughs) which is, by the way, we want to talk about bad franchises. That is worse than the Defreak. We will never watch one of those. Uh, So those are some of that. Uh, One last thing. Obviously, there was a lot of pushback from Jim on my three men in a little Lebowski movie idea. And we really want to parlay this into a film. So I thought long and hard, what could we do as a film? Now, the Jurassic Park franchise is a big moneymaker. Yeah. We can't make a sequel to Jurassic Park per se. So I thought, let's take the two things that did not work in Jurassic Park. Did not work in Jurassic Park. There was no humor, and there was no romance. I mean, there was. Let's go they into tried. the. Yeah, let's go and make a romantic comedy in the Jurassic Park universe. And I made up a poster for it for everybody to see. God and it's called. It. God damn it! It's called Pretty Raptor, and it is a love story between Doctor Grant and I, the Raptor. I hate Pretty you Raptor. so much. <laughs> I mean, this is this is amazing. This is the this qua- could, the type of quality movie sell. we would watch, and this, this unironically, pretty, pretty raptor. 
I mean, look at this. I mean, this poster is high quality, by the way. Now, I didn't change the Richard Gere, Julia Roberts thing because you said I took too much time last time on the last poster. You just taped them on there. So I taped uh, Sam Neill's head yeah, and the Raptors. Scotch head. tape. You, you Scott, there is. But I will let you know, this is a color scan. So it's a little easier to see. And I will put that. Uh, but pretty Raptor. Um, I think we might get it made. It's just an idea. Again, we can move on now. We'll that's go as on bad as the movie we're about to talk about. Uh, I, the, the movie we're about to talk about is fantastic. I think you are going to do yourself. You. I think you are doing yourself a personal disservice. And I just want to tell you something right off the bat. I don't even know you anymore. I don't even know who you are. I fair. To listen to me. That's you know, fair. We, and that's partly start, why we're doing this podcast, so we can stay in touch. We, before we start this. I need you to be the guy that would eat a hot dog off a hot dog roller for a week straight. The man who would pour peach snops a little bit, or actually more than a little bit, into his cup of tea cooler. The man who would wear mesh shorts six out of seven days a week, and when it was too cold on the seventh day, would wear mesh pants. That's who you need to be. You, I, that guy would have watched this film I and loved the whiskey. this film. I, I, you would honestly, have watched that film and you would have loved that film. I honestly, I remember seeing this movie uh, originally um, and I was shocked to find out when it came out. Like It came out a lot later than I originally thought. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, it was nine, nine summer. So summer of 98. So after our freshman year of college um, and... I feel like I laughed in the theater, which is explain. It's understandable. It it has a lot, and we can get into it. Let's 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 first give give the rundown. And it's basically, if you've never seen the movie, it I will say it is worth seeing. Um, in it's a romantic comedy. Uh, basically, it's a raunchy romantic comedy yeah. made by the Fairley Brothers. Um, it starts off in 1985. You had you have Ben Stiller. Um, who is telling this story of inviting or, or getting asked to the senior prom by who is seemingly the hottest girl in school, um, yes. who is played by Cameron Diaz. Uh, who, Mary, who right off the bat is hot in this movie. I don't think it's offensive to say that. No, she no is she's beautiful. Stunning in this movie. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, uh, basically, <laughs> He gets the date because she has a mentally handicapped brother who um, Ted, Ben Stiller, defends when a when a bully starts messing with him. Um, and so she decides she wants to ask him out on a date. Um, and right from the get go, you can see this guy is like not a loser, but he's definitely oh, not cool. I, 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 a loser might be a accurate description yeah. of him. Yeah. I mean, he's got a mouthful of braces, yeah, the yeah, 85 yeah. hair, all that type of stuff. But he's a typical teenager, awkward phase. He's not like, he's not a full on, I don't know, full on loser, if that makes no, sense. No, 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 no. He's, yeah, he's not, he's, he's not, he's not a deadbeat. He's, he's not a Lebowski no, deadbeat. He's not a, no, he has potential. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, and so from there, hilarity ensues. The, the, he, he, We'll, well probably yeah, talk we'll about talk the scene. About, yeah, we'll, we'll talk uh, about that. I, it, he, go ahead. He's it basically just, cuts crazy. forward to uh, what what year was it that? 1998, well, yeah, probably 98, like, yeah, 90, 97, 98 when they yeah, filmed so it. Yeah, so it cuts, it basically jumps like 15 years-ish. And um, you realize that he's talking to his therapist. He decides that he is still really in love with this girl who he hasn't seen since the night of senior prom. Um, and he basically threw... Uh, 
a whole haphazard storyline hires a private detective to go down to Miami, Miami. Yeah. Miami to find her. Um, she has changed her name. She is off. She's not listed, um, which was something that you did back in the nineties, yeah. I guess when, there when was there was no, book. you couldn't find anybody <laughs> yeah. on social media or yeah, anything so, like that. Uh, and that yeah. might be it. I don't know. Yeah, if there's need, not that, much more to talk that, about. Yeah, there's and not from more. There, it's that, basically him trying to there. trying to get back with this girl. Yeah. You know, get in this good in this girl's good graces. Yeah, um, this is not a movie that we need a, a a major amount of plot discussion on. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was probably a lot put into the plot. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, what do you what scenes do you want to talk about? I think so. I I thought we were going to do is I thought we'd set it up a little bit differently because mm-hmm. you know when we saw Lebowski there was real scenes you know that we could break down and go into Jurassic Park big blockbusters have those set pieces that are easy to talk about. These are almost more like a series of one liners and right, things like right. that. So I thought what we do is take five ideas or concepts and work through it. So I thought we could talk about the prologue, then the Matt Dillon private eye detective um, finding Mary as an idea, Ben Stiller's road trip from Providence to uh, Miami as an idea, and then two, the two relationships they played off in kind of that standard romantic comedy idea where the, the protagonist has to win the girl from somebody right. else. So we'd look at the uh, Matt Dillon, Cameron Diaz relationship and the Ben Stiller Cameron Diaz relationship okay. and kind of talk about what we thought and shoot through this. I, I think this would be a little bit faster um, than some of it because it really is just one liner things that I think either so, work or don't work. Let's start with that first the prologue in 1985. So yeah. what happens is he ends up, he goes to, um, he goes to pick up Mary for the prom and immediately is greeted by uh, Keith David yeah, uh, who's fa- who's great and who's every- great. The guy that guy's great in everything. Which he does. you know when he so you know being. Well, we should say Keith da- Keith David is a black man. Black man, he's, he's an actor. Is, yeah. yeah, and Cameron Diaz is obviously a white actress. It's about as white as you can get. Yeah, and uh, so uh, Ted basically looks looks at the address like, did I get the wrong house? And then he he realizes that maybe. He, he did and he doesn't want to be awkward so he just says I'm here to pick up Mary and he says this is one of my favorite parts of the movie to be honest with you because it just it's kind of human and, and interesting uh, he says oh she left for the prom 20 minutes ago with her boyfriend Woogie who, yeah. who had already been set up as like a kid that went for, who was from another school who was like a great quarterback or, or like great, a Greek god basically yeah, they set this guy he, myth, he, mythical individual yeah and uh, and Mary had said that they broke up. So, of course, Ted's thinking, oh, they got back together and went to the prom. He's bummed out. And then right as he's about to, like, stomp away, Keith David's like, I'm fucking with you, Ted. <laughs> like, but, but it's – you know what? They, I, I agree because you know what's so great is that's basically mocking – a lot of those John Hughes-esque yes. comedies who did that, but also Friends. Remember that, like, I'm not the hugest Friends fan, but that was that whole dynamic of that famous, like, one of the highest viewed episodes of TV ever, the, when Ross and Rachel kiss, yeah. and it's the whole story of showing Ross with that horrible mustache, <laughs> and that she, like, ran off, right. and they just kind of, like, th- this is an overused trope, and we're gonna mock it and make fun of it, and yeah. I, I did like that. They they really don't have much time for the seriousness that romantic right, comedies right. take of themselves in this movie. And so while he's waiting for Mary to be ready for the prom, 
Um, he has to go use the restroom. He goes upstairs. He looks out the window and he sees these birds singing. And, oh, to, to the carpenters, isn't it? Isn't yeah, that like I why do so. birds suddenly it's appear? It's so dumb. Oh, God, um, I love the, the carpenters. It's a whole – they're not as good as Captain and Tennille, the carpenters, but they're they're pretty good. And so while he's peeing, looking out the window at these birds, the birds fly away and he realizes that the birds are in the foreground. In the background is a window to Mary's room where her mother and her are, are fitting her dress, I guess. Yeah, and which, by the way, is – physically impossible based on how that house looks. Yeah, it was a way bigger house than than either of like us. Like it's knew. bend it's like bending yeah, around. Yeah, Apparently yeah. there's a, a magical courtyard we yeah, don't know yeah. about. I don't know what's happening and there. She's uh in her bra, so yeah. immediately they think he's like peeping on her. Um and so he goes, No, no, I wasn't and he quickly zips up his pants, catching his junk in the zipper, yeah. which leads to the the great line, you know, as Keith David finally goes into the bathroom to see what's wrong. He's like, what do you, would you crap yourself or something? And he <laughs> says, I wish. And then Keith David basically says, how'd you get, how'd you get the beans above the Franks? The Franks. Which is where the whole Franks and beans, Franks and beans ca- yeah. comes from, um, which is what, what um, Warren, uh, her, Mary's brother calls Ted for the rest of the film, Franks and Beats. You got to admit, are you telling me you didn't laugh at that? I didn't laugh. There was one time I actually... You didn't think that was funny, though? I giggled a little bit at this part. Yeah, yeah, this part I liked. And there was one other part that made me laugh out loud. Um, I mean, to to me, I mean, that's that is that is the problem with this movie is that all of this shock humor is just not funny on multiple viewings. And there's not really much feeling and or like good vibes in this movie to like come back for. Oh, I don't I like I I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but I mean, First of all, A, I got to take it for what it is. It's not a comedy or a film in the vein of The Big Lebowski, which is a more intelligent comedy in terms of the dialogue being structured and all that. (laughs) It is sometimes you want to talk about, you know, um, pissing on rugs or, you know, the tenets of National Socialism. And that is funny. And sometimes you just want to see a dude get his junk caught in his zipper and made a fool of himself. And that's but that's all I laughed. I, I listen. It was a. Li- it's certainly a little over the top. It's certainly a little sophomoric, but I feel like I, that's I, what it's meant. To, that's what it's meant to be. And they they set with when Ben Stiller's got that awful wig on with that awful tuxedo, and he's got the mouthful of braces, and everybody's looking at it. I I just I think I, it's funny. I there, get it. It's not highbrow at all. But there are a whole host of other non-highbrow comedies that I like a lot more than this. And there was just something about this that didn't feel um, that, that there were like cruel scenes and 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 non, um, you know, problematic concepts that weren't backed up with with any kind of like interesting reason why it was happening. Um, no, but I don't think that's what it was intended I, for. I but know, I, I, but it doesn't. I'm, I'm not saying so. that just because it was intended to hit this mark and it hit it, it's still a good mark. It's it oh. it it is. Um, I, like I would put things like Anchorman and you well, know, yes. old school I, 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 and and those kinds of movies where there's actual like funny interactions without. I don't know. This this honestly felt like. If you if you had a really bright fifteen year old kid, 
who wanted to make a raunchy comedy, this is what he would come up with. Yeah. Well, but that's, on, that's it, my mindset, I think. Well, it's probably yeah. why I liked it. I am a raunchy 15-year-old <laughs> in a almost 40-year-old body. All right, well, let's move on from that because yeah. we, we jump in. The next thing I wanted to talk about, there's a sequence of scenes here where Ben Stiller has hired Matt Dillon. Yeah. Um, and I have to say off the bat, I, I don't remember many Matt Dillon films I've liked prior to this yeah, yeah. or many that I've liked after this. I so I kind of what he's I, in. I, well, oh. that's what I mean. I, 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 I'm going to have to fact check. One of the fact checks I'm going to do for next week is uh, I, we, we know Ben Stiller went into being into a bunch of good stuff after this. Yeah. And I know Cameron Diaz was in a bunch of good films after this, but I think she was actually good in this. Whereas usually I think she's kind of a liability in a lot of the things she's right, in. Right. And the same thing with Matt Dillon. So I want to check both of their films after this, because to me, I think this was a mild high watermark for for the two of them in terms of their just individual performances. Yep. So Matt Damon is this kind of sleazy P.I. Yep. Um, that Ben Stiller's best friend played by Chris Elliott, who was at this point like a guy who was in stuff, which I find interesting. Yeah, he was this in was a, after he, that sitcom. Yeah, that he was in. I mean, he get, was in a lot. Get a of life. Stuff. Get a life. He was in a bunch yeah. of stuff at this. He's kind of dis. I mean, he's not a guy you really see. No, he's in. Uh, he's in Schitt's Creek, which is a great. Oh, is show. he? Okay, but yeah. he's not like. But this was his. You know, when people really knew who he right, was. Right. So Matt uh, Dillon. I'm gonna try really hard this episode not to say Matt Damon because he's <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> so he goes down to Miami to find her, and he sets up. He's kind of like this sleazy insurance investigator jeffrey tambor is in it who's always funny and just a little yeah, yeah. bit kind of bit part um so he goes and finds where mary is right. and this brings up a really interesting point because later in the episode we're going to talk about veronica mars i thought there was two really overt sequences um, that we see in Veronica Mars. And I'm, I'm sure there was probably no connection. I don't know any connection between Rob Marshall and the yeah, Fairleys yeah. or anything. But um, if Rob you Thomas. see the car, Rob Thomas, I'm sorry, not um, Rob Thomas. Not smooth. No, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, that was a good song. Um, but like when he, uh, Matt Dillon is the, is Hurley as the right. private investigator. Is uh, he's got like this big camera and is looking through the car, which is oh, this kind yeah. of that old one. That's almost exactly a the car Veronica drives and the sequence that's famous from the Veronica Mars um, title sequence in the pilot episode, yes. shot for shot almost, which I thought was interesting. But you get this kind of cheesy gag again. I get if you think it's a cheesy movie where Cameron Diaz were being introduced and she's like taking her clothes, the modern Cameron Diaz in this film, and he's looking and he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna snap some pictures of her taking right. her clothes <laughs> off. And he and he, he turns over and it's her like 75 year old, yes. disgustingly tanned neighbor's <laughs> yeah. boobs instead. Yeah. Magda. Um, so I thought that, I mean, that was just a gag. I mean, a little laugh. It's nothing crazy, but I thought it was funny. And just establishing who Matt Dillon's character was, there were some funny lines in there. Yeah. And just one more Veronica Mars thing here. Dandy Warhol's song is at the yep. end of the film. Yeah, you're right. Who, are the, who provides the soundtrack 
yeah. uh, theme song for Veronica Mars. So yeah. I, I don't think there's I don't I'm sure there's no connection there. I think As it's just the, those are like iconic things for private detectives. I'm sure they are. I, I think it was maybe just the car that really I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the car seems so much. And it was right around that time period. Maybe it was like that 90s, early 2000 yeah. look, everything about it. Uh, so as this is kind of so he goes back and he says to Ben Stiller, uh, oh, my God, she's the ugliest thing in the world. She's he uses I did like he's, he's coming up with a different excuse. Right. She's two bills. She has five kids. She's in a wheelchair. She's a Japanese mail order bride. She's all the and Ben Stiller said, OK, I'm you know, I'm done. But then he Ben Stiller says, you know what? No, I, I'm going to find her. I I. And is this I, I, I don't I uh, this is of no shock to Jim um, didn't date in high school. I was not cool enough, obviously, to actually have a girlfriend in high school. Would people who had high school girlfriends be this obsessed with an ex high school girlfriend? Having not had one myself, I wouldn't know because this I, he is kind of stalkerish in well, this that, and they play that joke. But yeah. it's it's kind of weird that he's this obsessed with her. Well, that's sort of the point of this movie, right? Like that, that it's not just him. There's all of these guys are obsessed with her. And, uh, part of my problem with this movie is that like, if they explored that really well, it would have been so much better, but instead they just lead this whole crazy story. And it's basically one throwaway line at the end where Ben Stiller says something like all these guys, they don't love you for real. They're just, they love the way you make them feel about themselves. Um, so basically what, what, what this theme here is, is that, um, you know, just because she's nice and beautiful and yeah. is kind to these guys. They're obsessed uh, with her. They're obsessed with her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you should maybe check out our uh, friend of the program, hysterically funny uh, stand-up comedian Ron Babcock, who yes. was involved in some of our weekly discussions, actually cut a trailer of this film as a psychological thriller. Uh, we'll make sure that we put it. And it, it looked intriguing. I, I had to say he did a pretty good job based on what his source yeah, yeah. material was. And we'll push that out there again. Um, but more about Ron later uh, in our recommendation right. phase. So as... Um, Matt Dillon has now decided he's going to move back down to Miami, pretend to be somebody else to marry Cameron Diaz. Ben Stiller says, I'm going to go find her and sets up what I what one of the sequences I love, which is kind of his little road trip down. Um, so they'd set up in a throwaway line in his meeting with his therapist, which I'm going to talk about it. But one of my thumbs up parts, because I, I <laughs> right, love that right. sequence, that uh, rest stops are these homosexual havens for like hooking up right right which the bathhouses of the yeah, 90s yeah houses of the 90s uh so so he picks up a hitchhiker which was a guy who was in a lot of I, for the life of me i can't remember do you remember his name i can't no, he remember had a sitcom too um I'll find i out. do you know what I think is it Harlan Williams? Yes, that's exactly who it is. He is, is the creator of Puppy Dog Pals on Disney Juniors. Look that that's up right now terrifying. and tell me he we watch Puppy Dog Pals and any other uh will probably have a lot of viewers out here um who have kill children and you know the 7 to 3 range will watch Puppy Dog Pals. Uh quite the theme song. We yeah. could sing it maybe next episode. Um yeah, man. very exciting he, show. He is he is he's, he's the also the voice dog. of Bob. Uh, Bob. 
right? Very exciting. I was spot on. Watch Puppy Dog Pals. He was in Half Baked. I forgot about that. Yeah. He, but so he was an actor of that time that you would yeah, see in a. Yes. He was in Down Periscope with Kelsey Grammer. Am I? Can we? Can we spot check that? Is I don't that know a, that one? Uh, Down maybe. Periscope. Is he in that? We'll see. Uh, but he was in this. So and yeah. he's holding this massive duffel bag, talking about, and you could tell right away because there's this whole gag about eight minute abs and he wants to do seven and he, he looks like a psychopath so ben stiller is like whoa talk 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 and he pulls over to go to the bathroom at the rest stop trips over a guy lights come on the show cop shows up yeah uh, all these men are getting blowjobs in the field right. they're dragging him off cut and it to turns out the- chris elliott watching yeah. the cops episode also yeah. getting a blowjob which is a funny reveal I mean, it's not get so- it's oh, yeah, it yeah that was one of the like it's it was just like uh like oh, is this like, really that funny? funny it's okay uh, but the, come on you didn't like so he get you didn't like the police interrogation he gets that dragged, was great that he was gets dragged into a police interrogation and the police interrogator is the bad guy from kindergarten cop yes i don't think he's done anything else he got rid of the creepy ponytail from kindergarten cop and he's ramming stiller's head on the Who's ground the because, other guy though is another creepy guy oh i know i can't remember i i just know that guy i don't know who the other guy is we that's could, one we of the best that. scenes in the movie is that yeah. interrogation but, so, scene. so basically the the gag is the the hitchhiker was a serial killer left a <laughs> yeah. dead body and they're like why'd you do it Oh, I do it all the time. You know, he's, he thinks they're talking about picking up a hitchhiker right. and he's saying, how many times have you done it? I don't know, 30, 40 times. He's like, oh, and you're it, talking about the hitchhiker? You're talking about the hitchhiker? And they think he's a serial killer. Right. And it's just like, it's just, it's very well played. It's a well played episode. Yeah, yeah. So they eventually have to let him go. As this is going on, uh, Matt Dillon is creating this fraudulent character <laughs> yeah, yeah. to date Cameron Diaz. He So he has listened in. He has this like microphone that he's listening to everything you said. So he pretends he's a uh, architect. Right. He gets ridiculously fake teeth. He has that mustache throughout the entire film, which was <laughs> obviously pasted onto him yeah. every morning. Like they didn't even attempt to do like have him grow one. They're like, we're going to we're going to paste um, this onto him. But you get a couple <laughs> of really ridiculous sequences where he starts talking about how he works with handicapped people. And he's so ignorant, like he's oh, such yeah, a dumb person. Yeah. The, the way he starts talking, like he's like, I love those damn goofy bastards. Yeah. And she's like, what? Like, what are you t-? like even then? And it's funny because I even cringe when he uses some of the terms now because sure. they're, so, they're so out of our like lexicon or idea of what we would say. But when he starts playing football. And they cut to the scene and he's stiff arming people yeah, and, yeah. and knocking except and he's those exceptional my ass because yeah. he because he's so his character is supposed to be so dumb. He under, doesn't understand why they're being referred to as exceptional. No, it's ter- just, it, it, it's terrible. It, I mean, it's it's really uh, I mean, there's one of the also one of the themes of this movie is like none of these characters are good people. Like, oh, no, they're, we, not, we have a we have a pretty good history. We, we've done three films. And in both Lebowski and this film, none of these people are I think people Mary, you really want. Mary and there's one other character that we'll talk about that uh, 
that is is probably a good person. There's Mary and one other person. <laughs> yeah, most of them are not good people. Uh, but there's some throw-in lines there. Like uh, she's like, "Oh, you love the classic movies?" He's like, "Yeah, Karate Kid." <laughs> and Harold and Maude. Yeah, and so Harold and Maude. No one makes good movies anymore, like Karate Kid or Harold <laughs> and Maude. Harold and Maude. Uh, but he's but he is good in this. I think he. I thought he did a pretty good. And again, I'm not. A, I think his acting is not overly good based I, on every other like a lot of the there's some he is but sometimes he's really he's turned into almost like a direct-to-video type actor unfortunately yeah. i think honestly the acting in this movie is pretty damn good um do you think the, uh, well yeah, that's a great question because last week you thought the acting was horrible in jurassic park do you think the acting's i better think it's way line? better in this yeah yeah i would I, i'd actually i'd actually yeah. i actually think the dialogue's better too you can, chris elliott the as as the friend is amazing because yeah, he has this really he has this gradual descent into it, madness, man, that, yeah, madness that is so good um and it was one of the areas where i thought they were going to go full-on gross at the end and then it kind of swung back and i think we're getting to, sort of to that scene right now right yeah. at the end yeah so we're gonna yeah so we're gonna go towards the last thing we want to focus on is the stiller mary relationship yeah. so mary's like they're kind of acting like matt dylan's very into her but she's kind of like whatever she has this this odd connection to ted to ben stiller so he gets down there chris elliott helps him get down Which, there as they far fight. as we could tell is only because for the span of about three seconds he intervened on her brother's behalf yeah yeah, was, they, they I, never spent any more time together. Well, I, I, I honestly, I, I will say this slightly in the movie's defense. If you watch a lot of these romantic comedies that were put out in the eighties, <laughs> which I do because ninety eight, yeah, no, but I think this they're was ninety eight. No, know. no, I think they're mocking that though. That's my point. Okay, like a lot of those eighties romantic comedies and even early nineties, there's no premise. It's always like. Yeah. There's nothing that throws these people together. And and I think they're probably just like, eh, whatever. This is yeah, what yeah. happens in all romantic comedies. So we get these two together. And there's a couple of crazy scenes here. Yeah. Now, please tell me. So they get this whole scene where Chris Elliott it has been still. And he's like, dude, are you going to basically, are you going to jerk off uh, before you go on this date? You cannot go out. He not says, go out are going to clean, clean the pipes? Yeah, yeah. You cannot go out on a date. With a loaded with, gun. With, with a loaded gun. So we get this scene funny, like this is becomes kind of what Ben Stiller movies were. And I think they kind of steadily decreased. Right. Um, and we'll talk about, I want to talk about why I think comedies are so hard to shoot after yeah. we're doing this quick review. Cause he has some facial experience. I feel like there's only so many go-to things that you can do. And like this scene in terms of the faces and the things he's making is kind of what he becomes in a lot of films yeah, moving yeah. forward. It's the same problem Adam Sandler had, I think. Will Farrell eventually, like you run your course in terms of how many times Jim Carrey, how yeah, many times yeah. you can do these things. So, but basically, he he um, is masturbating. He climaxes, and it and the door knocks, and he doesn't know. He says, all, doesn't, "Where is he doesn't it? Where did know, it go? Where is it now?" I don't get that. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah. So it sets up, which was obviously always the talking point about this movie, which is, I think, the shock value of it. Right. Comes to be that it is hanging from his earlobe. And, and Cameron Diaz grabs it. Grabs it. Because she thinks it's hair gel. Hair gel. I, I don't know what hair gel sh she is purchasing on a daily basis. or And proceeds to... <laughs> put it in her hair yeah. and we get what we would call a match cut 
which we talked about with Jurassic Park, to her white to her hair being standing up straight up, yeah, yeah. flock of seagulls style. Yeah. Uh, can that really happen? I don't know, and there will be no fact checking on that <laughs> whatsoever. That is something we will not fact check. That nope, nope, ever. we're good. We're, we're okay. I'm going to work under the premise that that was the thing, and I am going to work under the fact that I'm sorry. I'm juvenile individual. I laughed. My wife laughed at this. I thought this was funny, and I know it's a cheap, cheap laugh. I think it's funny because who would ever? think of this that's one of the reasons i love it like this is so screwed well, up no i i didn't laugh at it and i don't think katie did either i think we were both like uh and not because it it is gross but it's also like you can think of a ton of shit that doesn't make sense the hard part in writing is thinking something that actually makes some goddamn sense and is also funny this no, makes I, no I, the premise no, of this makes, makes no, no sense, goddamn was, sense i thought it was hysterical I know it makes no sense, and but I, it's also why I think uh, the Naked Gun, some of these other movies, which I know for most people are not funny. Uh, you know, I the Police Academy movies, they are not funny, uh, but no. I love them. They so, but we can agree to disagree on it. But we kind of she falls in love with him, and we get that typical end of a romantic comedy thing where she discovers that he was stalking her and then they have to break up but then he goes and finds her boyfriend who they've been alluding to the entire movie which is Brett Brett Favre well they've been saying Brett (laughs) yeah Brett Favre because Ben Stiller didn't know it was Brett Favre (laughs) but before that there's a sequence where Ben Stiller's penis gets attacked again oh this is the part that made me does he does he have a stunt penis in this movie between the (laughs) zipper and the dog attack. The dog, you, yeah. the, the, the dog attack was funny. You like it when his That's nails are dragging across the floor. There was some good humor there. Yeah. And like, then they match. They match. Cut to him putting the dog <laughs> in a full body cast. Yes. On the top of the car. Both the dog scenes cracked me up when Matt Matt Dillon accidentally kills the dog. Oh, and he's frying it. And he's bringing it, to it back to life. Sir. Yeah. Bring it back I, to life. Those were kind of funny. I I don't know why they made me laugh uh, because it was clearly like a, a a stuffed dog, like a stunt dog. Oh and yeah, it wasn't even that. I I have to say, I, I feel like in 2017. Oh. 2018 yeah. they would try to do like a cgi dog yes. they did not even attempt a cgi dog this is like a dog you or i could go up in our daughter's bedroom yeah. and get and use in the so film. a comment from uh from katie and chat don't compare this shit to police academy totally different ball game so we well, are which which yeah. one but i will not compare it to the first one uh but what about police academy six the uh miami beach yeah the one where some steve, really bad the where the one where steve gutenberg left the cast yeah. and they cast in his place matt mccoy of many great movies like the 80s classic weekend warriors <laughs> which if you want to look for a real obscure 80s film research weekend warriors and watch that um <laughs> So basically what happens is we find out that, you know, uh, Ben Stiller is dumped by Mary, but he goes and finds Brett Favre and brings him to Mary and says, I want you to be happy. This is what I want. And there's this whole running gag where um, her brother wears headphones like Jim and I are wearing basically when we do. If you watch this, watch the video and he pulls it off and usually he beats the hell out of people, including Ben Stiller at the beginning of the movie. Right, right. But he's like, I'll see you, Ted. And that triggers, I guess, 
in Cameron Diaz's oh, yeah. mind. This, this is what this makes is, this him is what the perfect makes, man for basically which, the I, perfect woman. I, I, which, again, I think in 80s romantic comedies, ridiculous things I, like that happen. So, um, and she decides she's going to be with him and, and kisses him and we go to the end. And that's it. I think that's all we need to do from the plot point. Um, yeah. And, and we can kind of go into thumbs up and thumbs down and we could kind of briefly talk about some things we liked or disliked and then we'll move on to some other because we it was a very busy week uh, in pop culture land for things that Jim and I are interested in. So we do want to hit on some of that stuff as well. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go first. And my my thumbs up are for some really like interesting choices that they made with this movie, like having the um, basically the in between scenes being narrated by a by a guy playing guitar and, awesome. and a guy playing a little snare drum and, um, and what did i text you when i was watching this last uh, friday something about me doing that for the podcast i thought that we and i actually wrote uh, a couple of uh, songs for it send them over I'll, I'll look at them right away brian and i thought it would have been amazing <laughs> yeah. if we had that. that's actually on my list as well um i thought that that was awesome Oh, sorry, I didn't see that. Gag. The love soundtrack. No, 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 but that's okay. It's yeah. both of us like that. That and narration was cool. It was I cool, actually, but it was ruined. No, it was ruined by again the stupid choice. Like every good choice in this movie, to me, is like outdone by ten really poor choices. What didn't you like about that? Well, when he got shot at the yes, end. Yes, when he got shot at oh, the end, it's so on, stupid. Just... That's just a joke. I don't know. You're it, being you're you're being so undued. <laughs> you're being so uptight about this. I, you're taking this movie so seriously. This I is, have always this taken is so movies tongue, seriously. This, yeah. this is so tongue in cheek. Uh, I love that though. We I agree. Okay, we can. But the, you love the little music bits. Yeah, the music bits were cool. I just love the whole soundtrack. I actually oh, yeah, yeah. the music sound. is I good. Don't, I own this soundtrack. There's some really cool. In fact, I was trying to dig around this week to see if I still had the disc to um, put onto my iTunes account. Yeah, because uh, there is. And I forgot. And again, I picked up the Dandy Warhol thing. I didn't realize yeah. that. Um, so I love that, too. What else? Did you have anything else you liked? Uh, the dog scenes I thought were great. Uh, it, it was just funny because uh, that that scene with um, with the speed where Matt, Matt Dillon and the pizza boy who's also in love with Mary throw speed up into at the dog at the dog in order to make the Ted's time in the apartment a nightmare. But what actually happens is that part of the speed goes into Magda's drink. Uh, so yeah. when Mary right, and Ted get home, Magda is standing on the couch, vacuuming the couch yeah. with a full on vacuum. And then she's lifting. And it, it's a really funny scene. Um, that one. I don't know why it just made me laugh more than the others. Well, that's what I think. That's yeah. I think that's that. I think that's movies like this. It's hit. It's going to be hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. Um, up for me, we said the soundtrack I liked. I thought the casting was pretty good in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it probably was, and I'll, I'll go back for fact check next week. I think it was probably Cameron Diaz's best performance in something that I, I can think of. Because no, I, you know, I, she goes, I think after this is the Charlie's Angels movies Ugh. and and some other stuff, you know, and I, I can't ever in my mind remember. Vanilla really, Sky. Which is a pretty, actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I don't, and she was okay in it. But I, th to me, this is a movie that, if I, I think's her best work. Uh, again, I'll look next week and be, during the week and see if there's something that yeah, I think's yeah. better than that. Everyone, uh, chime in with your Cameron Diaz movies of choice. Yeah, 
but probably uh, I mean there are some <laughs> really bad ones uh, but I thought like we've already said I thought Matt Dillon Chris Elliott was awesome in it uh, I just thought that was pretty good. Uh, there are some some I think our downs are going to be different. Like my downs are just stuff I liked and would like to have seen more of. Uh, whereas your <laughs> downs, I think we know uh, two downs. I loved and you said this, too. I wish Mary's dad was in it. More. Yeah, I think that's the, I, when you said the we I totally that. agree. I Keith David was on. amazing. And the mom, the mom, they Mar were an amazing Mar couple Marky together. Post. Yes. How do you not get more Marky so, Post? One of my favorite. Here's my question. Do <laughs> yeah. you think they tried to get the other guy from Night Court, the bailiff? And he said no, and then they so they could do like a, a night court gag, and they're like, know. "We'll get Keith David instead." I don't because know because I, I was like, as soon as I saw, but she, you're right, they were awesome, and but, and, and, the, and they them. they were like a believable couple, and they, they were, were really funny. funny. So when he when he first sees Ted's junk caught in the zipper, his first reaction is is like disgust and oh my god this is the worst thing i've ever seen his second reaction is to call her in so she can see it as she well can see it. Yeah. That's, uh, they were great yeah. and i also it was a very small i love the psychologist yeah see, the crease, not even that guy's been in say, he's been in a lot uh, of stuff well, right? he's oh he's big now yeah he's yeah. had like this renaissance uh, um late in his career and he's like a legitimate yeah I don't like know what his oscar name caliber actor now um but there was just some lines in there, like where he was saying stuff that was amazing. And it was, a, again, a little throwaway part. Um, so that's thumbs up and thumbs down. I would, do you want to go more downs? I feel like we probably. No, I, no. My down, downs are pretty much everything else. I There's it's almost like this movie has had like I, I wonder what the division of labor is for the brothers, the Fairley brothers, because it does seem like it has two two things going on here which is one that they could have really been way ahead of their time talking about that theme because that theme is is a really interesting um would probably play really well right now you know these guys that are obsessed with this girl because she's nothing more than nice to them it's not it's yeah. not about like her being in love with them or or you know anything other than just being kind and interested in them as far I as like what they well, who they are as people. <laughs> yeah. I think I don't think they're thinking about it as deeply as you did there. No, they I did think because they even say they even have the exposition at the end where Ted literally says exactly what I, I just know, said. But I, I know, but I just I, I don't know. I feel like this was set up and it, I I should say I like this film. I do. I enjoy it. A lot of I, this might be the high water mark for them. We need to see what came after this because the, before this was Dumb and Dumber, which is funny. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber is great. And, and yeah, but after this, they did like Three Stooges. They did. I mean, I'll, I'll look at that as well. I'll pull that up. Uh, we could talk about the beginning of next episode as well because I think they missed a lot after this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this they. they they, they missed a lot after this movie. Um, and I think that kind of ties into one of the pop culture talking points of the week that I wanted to just spend a couple minutes on, which is I really think that comedies are the hardest films to make, which is it, which maybe some people think is crazy. Like, oh, you know, how how, how are you going to tell me that this movie was harder to make than Jurassic Park, where they had to spend, yeah. you know, all this? I think that most comedies are hit or miss. You know, I, I think there's, yeah. you know, and I think that it takes a lot well, to put it, put it out there to write a comedy because you get 
I think a lot of times the reaction we're getting tonight right. where I thought stuff was hysterical. It just hit me and it was there. Totally and on right. your side, it's it's not there. And I, I don't think and it's part of the issue I have with the, the lack of respect comedies get in the general critic community and the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I, comedies are never mm-hmm. nominated for anything. And it's I rare, for the life right? of me, really I rare. don't I don't get it. So it's an interesting point. Like, um, you know, I, I think comedy, it's always either you either think it's excellent or it's it's bad. There's no like that, you know, like with action movies, you can say like, oh, I enjoyed that movie, even though I know it was a bad movie. You can't do that with comedy. Um, and you can see this outside of films. Um you know, I've gone to a ton of open mic nights for music where, you know, I'll see someone who's like learning, who's becoming better and saying like, OK, there are pieces of that performance that I'm like, that was pretty good. If you see bad stand up, it's pretty oh, much it's- the worst live thing you've ever seen. And it is the most uncomfortable and awful thing to witness bad comedy. Well, and it's there's some great there's some just great when you talk to comedians about mm-hmm. how they work. And yeah. I don't know if you saw, but what Judd Apatow did the um, Gary Shandling. Oh, I haven't uh, seen that yet. Di- you have got to watch it. It's 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 unbelievable because it was so much about how he constructed and wrote things. And I just I feel like people think when you do a drama, you put yourself out there and it's so emotional and you bear yourself, you know, as an actor. Yeah. I think it's harder to be a comedian because you're putting yourself out there. And like you're saying, when you bomb. You bomb like a bad drama. You could say, oh, the writing wasn't great. I didn't something didn't click. A bad comedy just falls flat. Right. And it's just and it's I think it's terrifying to write. Like when you attempt to go for a laugh. Right. And it's bad. And it fails. There's no in between. No. Because you're because you're usually trying to deliver something that's like a home run. Right. And if it's not a home run, it's it's like a baseball now. If it's not a home run, it's a strikeout. Yeah. So the content. Whereas an actor, you could have a single maybe. Right. Or a double. It's like this was a double performance. No, you're just like, I'm I'm going for it. Here. It's either funny or not. It's almost binary like that. It's it's either it's funny or it's not funny. Um, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. It's real hard to do. And that. I just it's weird. And I can just remember for that brief period when we did a show together in college, like I would write monologue jokes, which I think are the hardest thing in the world. to. And yeah. I had no, they weren't good. You I had some good ones. Good. You had some good but, ones I mean, in there. But I didn't have any training or anything. And you sit there and when I, people always, I think, laugh at a comedy, oh, that comedy was horrible or that monologue joke was horrible. And they've never actually sat down and tried to write one and realize the <laughs> difficulty of... The way you deliver the line. Right, right. How the line's going to be delivered. And it's comedy is so subjective. Yep. And it's the so I think it's the same reason we have so many problems. We, we with, have to ask Ron about the, all this stuff. No, we do. Because he I've actually I got he got the he was doing a show up here um, in Boston a couple years ago. And he, he and I went out to lunch um, and that was kind of cool. Yeah. And but you see steam stand up comics talk about it. I think it's like when you try to turn a book into a movie, too. Right. You know, you personalize everything and it's like your vision of what that film is should be. And then it's not because the book is you. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I and I just thought, I thought I wanted to talk about that, especially since I knew you weren't necessarily <laughs> the biggest fan of this movie. No, I'm not. Uh, and, and then there were a lot of people who were, though. There are a lot of people who were in my boat who your mother be- included. Well my, well, my mother would defend it solely probably because it was my choice of the yeah, film. But, but I also she- I also asked her when the last time she watched it was. And she said not in a long time, which basically yeah. to me means she hasn't watched this since it came out on video. <laughs> yeah, no, she probably saw that. She probably saw that in the theater. I can just tell you my experience with you and Sean, theaters. which probably no, no. couldn't have been a more awkward experience. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no. There were many more awkward experiences that in the Costello house. We should have story that, time with that, Brian that at a future date. That would not even have been in the top 100 of the most awkward things. <laughs> at some time, at some point, we'll talk about what my father and I were forced to do when I was oh, a young yeah. child. We'll, we'll do that. Um, um, I can only hope that I, you and Jack have the same future ahead of you. I will never involve my son in what was done to me at points. Um <laughs> But I will say my experience going to see it is I went and so I, this is the summer I was interning at Axis Hollywood. So I had heard oh, right, about right. it and they did an advanced screening of it that I was able to go to. And I went with my friend Jerry, who Jim knows as well. And we just I mean, but we were 19 year old guys. Right. You right. know, I mean, and so and, this is that's that wheelhouse of this movie. This is a movie, to be fair, this is not an Oscar winning. This is a movie. You have a couple of drinks. <laughs> And it I would hits, put this at like a hundred on the list of movies that I would want to have a, a couple drinks and laugh at. Like oh, literally, it I, would really, be. I, I think I I thought there was some good. I'm not saying it's it's not some of the movies you brought up before. It's not anywhere close to Anchorman. It's not anywhere close to the old Hangover. School. Like any. No, 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 no. no. I, again, this is where we. I, I'm not saying Jay and that. Jane Simon Bob Strike Back. Basketball. I, now, oh, here's basically. the thing. Now, here's the thing. Like when you think about Trey Parker and Matt Stone, those guys do what these guys do, but way better. Well, I think they're way better. And again, but that's but this is getting us into the argument we were having with, you know, when you were saying the opening of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of Lost, like the open of. I, I don't think it's that I, this is not this was a movie we both picked kind of random things for people to vote on. If I had and I to hate pick, everyone out there who's listening to this right now, you voted for Brian's movie. I'm yeah. pissed off by a and large margin, by a by large a, margin, by a large margin. And there were which, there were close which, to 100 votes, right? Like yeah, on both Twitter and, and I won by 67 uh, percent. No, the vote you I won by 30 percent. No, of the no, vote. I had I had 67 percent of the vote. <laughs> yes. So you maybe the next time we do next time we do fan votes, maybe you could pick a movie that people want to watch. Uh, we had a few of them. I won't say the I, more. I, I, I will say this. I told you I would have happily have watched Unbreakable as well. And Unbreakable for everybody will be done as an episode. We're going to combine it with. Um, I didn't see Split. the other. What's split we're going to combine those together we're going to go see glass when that comes yep, out yep yep we, that will definitely be done because um of that but i actually i, I haven't even talked to you about this idea the next fan vote so bring it up now I, yeah, yes no. <laughs> because then you have to do it yeah the next fan vote i don't want you and me to pick a movie okay i want your mom to pick a movie and my mom to pick a movie and Perfect. we'll see We'll see whose movie uh, is selected for our I next I already fan. know what my mom's going to pick, I think, but that's okay. Okay. 
Yeah. All right, perfect. I have no idea what my mom's going <clears> to <throat> uh, Okay, two other quick pop culture things here we wanted to hit on. Uh, two big trailers that we're really interested in yep. broke this week. And then we're going to quickly talk about Veronica Mars. Um, first up is the Captain Marvel trailer. Yeah. Um, we call it Mar Marvel, but in the comics, it's Marvel is the character she takes the name from. So I don't know how they're going to phrase that, but right. I'm just going to go with Captain Marvel because it's my understanding that's what it's going to yep, be. Yep. Uh, Literally cool a captain, right? She, she... Yeah, she's a cat. Uh, and uh, again, you only see a minute 50 of these trailers, it so it's hard to go so much It so good, up. though. So good. It makes, and you know what I like, like about it? makes it? Man of Steel. Like, basically, she's the Superman of the Marvel she is, world. She is Superman. She's Superman. Superman of the Marvel Universe, yeah. And she looks, that movie looks so much better than anything they've done with Superman. I mean, I still love Superman 2 with Christopher Reeves. Well, yeah, but I, I, I almost take the, the Christopher Reeves ones out because I think those well, are just cool number two because but, I think that's the only good one. <laughs> you know, you didn't, well, but I mean, the Chris, I thought the first yeah. one was okay too, but yeah, the Brandon Roth and the yeah. oh, Zack so Snyder bad. stuff was horrible. Yeah, you're right. It's the block, but so first of all, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, there's some cool looking shots and it. it makes me excited to go see it. And I like Marvel movies. I said that, but you're spot on. That's what Superman should be. In that one minute and 50 seconds, mm -hmm. I, we've gotten this idea that it's not going to be a typical origin story, which I love. She's already Captain Marvel and yep. they're going to play the origin piece. Apparently, I know she has amnesia or something like it's, it's set it's, in the 90s. Yeah. Set in the 90s, blockbusters there. And there <laughs> has been this rage with the de-aging process that Marvel's been playing around with. My God. Does yep. the Samuel L. Jackson one look amazing? It looks like it they does, took him off the set oh of God. Pulp Fiction. They took him off the set of Pulp Fiction, it's cut his hair, and were like, in this movie. It looks it's fantastic. Amazing. I could. I literally could not believe how good it looked. I already like the aesthetic the, of that movie. It looks so yeah, good to me. Because I, th I thought the Lawrence Fishburne one. Did you see Ant-Man and Wasp? I yeah. have not. I have not I seen that I thought the yet. Lawrence Fishburne one was okay when they de-aged him. Okay. The Michael Douglas one was always has been pretty good. Michelle Pfeiffer is pretty good. And I thought when they de-aged Robert Downey Jr. in um, Age of Ultron, it was pretty. But the Samuel L. Jackson one, Jim, you're spot on. Yeah. It really looks like him from that. So check that one out. And then you brought up one to me today um, that just hit the yeah. web yeah. as well. I had heard about this movie, but I hadn't seen the trailer. And you told me, and I watched it right before. Why don't you say it's called uh, Prospect? Yeah, it's called Prospect. It, it looks like a small budget sci-fi movie um, with uh, I'm going to forget his name now. The actor who plays uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, right? who plays is these, that what it is? Yeah, yeah, who plays the Viper from uh, Game of Thrones. He's also in Narcos. Um, the lead, yeah, lead in Narcos. And it just looks like my type of movie it is uh you know this small budget small scope sci-fi film where it looks like um this this young girl and her father uh teenage girl and her father are prospecting what seems to be some kind of ore metal on a on a farm on a on a planet somewhere away from home yeah. um and they meet some other folks there who turn out not to be so kind it looks like um and one of the one of the coolest, and I got to look up this guy's this this actor's name. I think it's Andre. I forget it. Um, but he plays Bubbles in The Wire. 
Oh yeah, and I didn't he, even pick that up. Yeah, and that he, he was in there, that. Okay. There's a quick shot of him, uh, who I absolutely love. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, but yeah, so I would say go check out this trailer. You don't. It, it seems like it's going to be. Um, you know, a little suspenseful, more suspense yeah. than, than sci-fi. Well, oh, absolutely. Um, That's the vibe I got. I, yeah. I told you, I, I thought it was kind of like almost there will be blood. Yeah. With yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis meets like the original Ridley Scott vision of Alien. Like yeah. just the color, the color scheme yeah. that they're using. Do you know what I love about it? It's no a aliens. sci-fi. Yeah. But it's also a sci-fi movie that doesn't look like, um, Blade Runner, right? You know how you always get these really dark, yes. like the 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 color scheme, all that um, is different. So check those two. Both come out in March, so it'll be awesome. Uh, that that looks like two really good movies yeah. in, in March to go see. Which you know sometimes March can be a bummer of a month. Right. I know up here in New England the weather is horrific. Our friend, so. our friend Keenan from uh, Pop Battle, he was just saying on their last episode that. Typically around his birthday, which is the middle of February, it's like a dead zone for movies. So. Oh, it is. It's where they dump, dump things people <laughs> yeah. don't want to see. Uh, so two good movie trailers to check out there. Uh, also, news that literally broke today. We put it on social media and got great feedback back. Uh, Kristen Bell uh, posted that old episodes of Veronica Mars will all be uh, changing over to Hulu come yeah. summer 2019, as will new episodes. Eight episodes. Eight episodes of, of uh, new Veronica Mars. Mars. And you might be laughing at us for uh, praising Veronica Mars, but I honestly, um, everyone who knows me knows my love of Lost. And especially season one of Lost, which is well, one of the amazing, greatest things great. ever on TV. One of TV. the best pilots ever yeah well like, they spent like it was the most expensive pilot ever too i think yeah i mean i just i think the everything yeah. about it we're gonna have we can have a there, whole episode on just lost that's true we could um we could have a whole podcast about lost yeah. probably but um lost i watched both of these shows around the same time and to be honest with you when the f end of season one of lost happened i had just finished binging the first season of Veronica Mars, which happened a few years before, I think. And it wasn't as known because that was, was that when it was it UPN? Was, yes. Or and whatever. That's what killed it. That's what killed the that show. Even exist. So yeah. the UPN CW merged, merge, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically is what killed the show. Um, but that first season of Veronica Mars, as far as like a story arc and characters the writing, and writing, the everything, right. Her episode writing was unbelievable. Yeah. It really it is, was. I put it right there with Lost, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, yeah. Um, it was. It was great And TV. when you explain it to someone, it's about a, a teenage girl in high school who's a detective. Um, it well, just sounds, almost, it sounds so ridiculous. Yeah, do you know what laugh, it is? It's, it's very, so good. It, it is very Raymond Chandler-esque. Yes. 100%. Yeah. And it's, you know, we we will say this, and we've talked about this, and I know Jim and I, as we get closer to new episodes, we will definitely devote time to veronica mars because yeah. it's something we both love the veronica mars movie came out um i liked did you like the veronica i don't know if yeah it was good it yeah. was great yeah uh, i don't want to we'll waste talk. my thoughts on that right now because i no, 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 i'll no. save no, it but, yeah yeah but we we have uh we have a veronica mars expert 
uh, and Jim's uh, <laughs> bandmate, Aaron Powers, who I, I've, I've already put on social media, will be attending and co-hosting episodes on it. And we have some other great uh, Veronica Mars fans who are uh, chiming in that we know. So that will be done. So we'll throw that out there uh, as being done. So that's kind of our stuff. Uh, let's transition into, before we shoot out of here for the week, um, well, right. you know, before we do recommendations, can we quickly do some news? We've got some cool things upcoming. Sure. Um, first of all, in a couple weeks, Jim is coming to Boston. I and am. we will do some uh, joint, uh, some real shipping joint. Shipping up to Boston? Um, oh, that was bad. <laughs> don't call it. You're going to don't say that. It could don't have been. Say, don't do that. Should don't I, do say, I have to wear a kilt if I come up there? Don't say Bean Town when I'm, you're here. Uh, don't do any of those things. If we things. was going to fight them, we should have done it earlier. And we got yeah, snacks now. Oh, God. Don't do don't How do, do you any, like them apples? Don't do any of that when you're here, please. I got to um, go see about a podcast. But, yeah. Jim, Jim will be coming to Boston, and we have some fun stuff planned. We're actually going to go see um, Bad Times at El Royale, yeah. which we're both really super excited about. Which looks a like a 90s movie. It looks like it, someone it watched a lot of Quentin Tarantino and, and, and just started like, making let, movies. Let, yeah. yeah, let's do it. Um, so we're going to watch that. We're going to have an instant um, podcast. I'm working on maybe having a guest with us up here. Uh -huh. uh, we're going to do another movie. Uh, we're going to do some Facebook Live uh, videos, I think, around Boston. So we, we're going to we're going to be all quite, news to me. This, yeah. And you're just going to roll with it. This <laughs> yeah. is going to be a whole Ask Katie, other. I am great at just rolling. This with is going to be a, gr a great production. So we're excited about that. That's upcoming. Some other real big news which i have to thank jim for for agreeing to this we are going to do something that has not really we're going to combine a couple of different ideas of other podcasts here we are going to have an episode this show clearly will be long running and amazing and we are going to lead to spin-off podcasts of course just like every show does our so producers will probably like, go on to be you know yeah. just like mike holmgren has like a yeah. tree of coaches oh, we're going to have a tree of professionals yeah, that just go gonna, on to do great things uh, so what I would like to compare this idea to is this is like um, the Richard Grieco character of Booker from 21 Jump Street. When 21 Jump Street got so big, they said, we've got to spin this shit off and we need yeah. you, Richard Grieco, to go do Booker. This will probably be our Booker. It's a special uh, episode that we are entitling uh, bestseller to Blockbuster. Mm -hmm. uh, it is the Com Majors Book Club, uh, where we will be reading a book and then watching the film based on that and we are happy to announce our first movie slash book will be harry potter and the sorcerer's stone i'm surprised uh, mainly, you said that in that tone like usually you have you didn't do your harry potter voice harry potter yeah there you go we you're were a talk, wizard harry <laughs> you're a wizard Harry Potter. Oh, and we have some great Harry Potter stories. It's a very manageable book to read. We are going to give you until the week before thanks, or excuse me, Halloween. Week before Halloween to read Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and watch the film. And we're really hoping this will be a big tie-in event where yeah. people can join us live, send us in questions. I'm excited. Love Harry Potter books. Yeah. Um, the movies are great. We have some, I think, fun stories and things about that. So uh, that's our new section. Recommendations. 
Who's going what first? Me? Right, I'll go yeah, first. You so, go first. What do you got? so uh, you know, back to my uh, drink of the night, which is E.H. Taylor. Highly recommend it. Um, very good. Uh, also want to recommend, as always, our, our friends over at Pop Battle uh, Podcast. Yes. Uh, Keenan and Tim, uh, this week, they were just, you know, kind of shooting the shit. Um, but they're typically doing movie specials and, and retro movie specials, which is, you know, basically they'll go see a movie and they'll record an episode right after it, giving their thoughts. Both really intelligent guys who love movies. Um, and know a lot about film. So uh, really uh, check them out. Um, also, Veronica Mars, we already talked about it. Go yes. watch. Start season, watching now. Start, start watching, watching now. now season so one. Uh, season one is amazing. Season two is good. And season three is good as well. They're not, uh, you know, it's a little bit downhill after season one. But it, by, that time, that, by that time, you're going to care about the characters so much that you're going to watch the rest. I know it. Um, it's, it's pretty unescapable. Um, and it is available to be uh, screened on Amazon Prime right now. Right. And so if you have Amazon Hulu Prime, it's in there for spring. You. Is what she said? Summer. I think summer? she said summer. But it's, summer. so it's out there. So it'll be there yeah. for you. Um, and also because of how what I think was so bad, the comedy in this movie, there's something about Mary. I wanted to Wrong. recommend. I wanted um, to recommend some stand-up comedy and ugh. shows that I am enjoying right now that I find extremely funny. Uh, Jim Jeffries has a new special on Netflix yes. called. I guess that's me now. I think it's called something like that. I guess that's or, me now, Dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Brian's clearly watched it. Uh, uh, did you watch I, that here? I, when I, we were... I, I, I've watched it three times. <laughs> All of them have been at the behest of your wife. Yeah. I, I mean. There's shit humor, vomit humor, and um, oh. STD humor. I mean, what else do you really need? But in all a good way better than what the Fairly Brothers presented I, I us. Yeah, no, this it's a really, really good. And the other two, Chris Gethard, who is uh, has the Chris Gethard show that I think yes. just got canceled, um, but which is which is ridiculous. Fant yeah. it's such a good so show. So two things for him. Go check out. Um, his HBO special called Career Suicide. It is absolutely amazing. It's like a combination one-man show stand-up where he talks about his, in in a very comedic way, his struggles with um, with mental health. Uh, also, Mike Birbiglia has oh, a special on Netflix called Thank God for the Jokes yeah. that I think is one of the best stand-up specials ever. Um, we watched that as well when yeah. your wife came up me to visit. And Katie, me and Katie have a, to Boston. have a problem of like yeah. forcing people to watch comedy, but um, yeah. Both great, uh, those kind of great recommendations. Yeah. Uh, me, I mixed it up. I will usually do our craft beer, uh, but tonight I was doing Jameson's Irish Whiskey Castmates IPA edition. Again, if yours, if you, I should just add, if you have a drink recommendation for us, yep. let us know. We'll probably go out and buy it. Yeah. Uh, if we can't find it and you're a local distributor, send it to us yeah whiskey we will whiskey bourbon we will, we will drink it and we will promote and it beer yeah wine whatever. whatever whatever you got i mean if it's uh, if it's a gasoline flavored schnapps. alcohol yeah schnapps. i think we're over schnapps brian i i would if it's free i'll drink schnapps if there's a line to be crossed it's the schnapps line oh i don't know i think <laughs> Well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, you uh, would so find things that. like Boone's and Hypnotique on the other side Ooh. of the schnapps well, line. I can't, I can't tell you I won't drink Hypnotique for at least one episode. Uh, my recommendations. First, if you want something funny, noir, kind of crazy mm -hmm. out there, uh, one of my favorite all-time authors is Ken Bruni. He's an Irish writer. Uh, this is the White Trilogy. Um and it's just ridiculous. It, it's like you get, it, there's death, there's all this kind of craziness. There's He's death? A, I'm intrigued. Oh, 
a lot of death. You would like it like this. The noir stuff, but you also laugh out loud at this. Um, not very well known necessarily in this country, so I recommend that. Uh, and, and finally, uh, we mentioned him earlier, our good friend from the University of Scranton, um, who's gone on to tons of other things, uh, Ron Babcock. I recommend his comedy album, This Guy, which is fantastic. Uh, This guy, Ron Babcock, amazing. Uh, Also a hero in the Costello house because he works on Muppet Babies. Yes. Uh, He does some work with Muppet Babies, so he's a favorite in the Costello household. Um, But he's unbelievably funny. Um, We don't get to see him, unfortunately, enough on the East Coast. We'd love to see him more and get to hear him more. Um, Follow him. I don't have his Twitter or any of that stuff. We'll we'll try to push it out there because he's just constantly doing amazing stuff. Um, And and he's he's the best. Um, And that's it for my recommendations. Awesome. What do we got plug-wise? Remind everybody where they need to yeah, see us. Yeah, you can check us out on Twitter at uh, Majorscom. Uh, check us out on Facebook at Com Majors. Uh, we're gonna try to start. I'm gonna try to start streaming the video there as well um, as Twitch. But it, uh, in the meantime, if you want to check us out on Twitch, it's uh, my channel is uh, Soldier on TV. So Twitch.tv slash Soldier on TV. Um, check us out there, uh, Brian. You can also see him at B Costello Books on Twitter, and you can follow me personally on Twitter at Soldier on TV. Mostly, that's just us liking and sharing the yeah, Majors Comp. We, 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 we are we are not paid like most celebrities to tweet yeah. things. Uh, we are open to being paid to tweet yeah. about things. If you want to pay will, me to tweet things. I will tweet about almost anything yeah. if there is money involved. I in tweet it. mainly about video games, so there's that. Um, but if you could, I will say this. We've been great on some of these sites. If you get a chance to go on iTunes, like yep. us, um, subscribe to us on YouTube, yeah. like the videos, that that pushes us out there. And I know we have a lot of people who love watching the show on Facebook. We've been having great social media conversations on facebook if you could share because you know people who don't know us which is get us out there yeah um, so uh yeah you want to tell us we were i was an idiot for being so down on this movie let me know uh and on the facebook uh comments or twitter whatever whatever you want i'm sure some people are going to have some some things to say to me Um, but if you're on my side kevin core i think you might be the only one uh there, there was a few others yeah. No, and dude, if you, Pretty if, Raptor if is not int- fucking happening. If you are interested in I'm gonna wake the kids. in some way, Pretty Raptor. <laughs> I hate you so if much. If you want to finance this film in just some way, uh, we we will give you very many credits. Uh, wait, just one quick other thing. Other than Roy Pretty Orbison Raptor. is rolling uh, yeah. over in his grave. Well, by the way, I didn't add about that. There is a whole way we could new song, Pretty Raptor. Oh, stop! Stop pretty it, pretty raptor. I'm gonna like, hang up the call, the Skype call. I'm gonna finish the uh, podcast on uh, my own. Make sure uh, you will at the beginning <laughs> and end of every episode. We are listening to uh, cuts from anchors by Soldier On. Um, so, is, is this available for sale? Yeah, it's on so, iTunes. It's on Spotify. You can. Awesome. I still have some physical copies if people yeah. want it. Well, here's the thing: um, if somebody, if somebody for the, uh, you know, we'll have a contest soon. Maybe we could get a signed copy. We of might this. even have some shirts buried somewhere. I, I don't yeah, know. I would love that. So that would be fantastic. Uh, now, next week, what what do we want? We're going completely different. Yeah. So we we decided. Uh, Brian Brian was like, okay, you choose something, and uh, I wanted to do something totally off the wall, different. That I, you haven't seen this yet, right? 
No. Neither no, have I. This so, is not really my movie, though no. I was in, interested to see it when it was out. So I picked fair. something that neither of us has seen, uh, but it did win the Oscar for Best Picture last year. So uh, Shape of Water. We're going to do... Uh, yeah. So I'm excited Try, to see it. it down. I haven't even, I, I'll find it somewhere. I don't even know where, but it, Guillermo it del Toro, be, it's, you know, it's supposed to be awesome. His so aesthetic is amazing. So I'm sure I'm going to love, and Michael Shannon's in it, who is typically amazing in pretty much everything. Yeah. Except, um, uh, except Fahrenheit. And actually he's pretty good in Fahrenheit 451. It's just, so, there's well, he something was not good in in Man of Steel. <laughs> oh, right, right. I forgot about but that. But that's not his fault. Yeah. That was not his fault. Uh, another great episode. We got Shape of Water. We got some awesome stuff coming up soon. Um, another great night. Uh, it was great to hear it, everybody. Uh, stay tuned. Follow us, social media. And we will talk to everybody next week. Yep. All right. Talk to you then, Jim. See you, everybody. See ya. Katie even think- said clip that. Amazing. I don't know what she was talking about, but it was something. She was probably talking about Pretty Raptor. No, I'm sure it wasn't Pretty Raptor. Oh, oh, Pretty Raptor. No. People are going to laugh at Pretty Raptor. <laughs>